everyone. Welcome to Ladies After God Podcast. I am Gloria Conman, your host. I want to thank you guys for listening and supporting us. You are the reason why we are here. This episode is titled Nine Lessons from Nine Years of Marriage. I am glad to share my experience with you from my nine years journey as a wife. A godly marriage is simply a marriage where the couple is trying to do marriage God's way. And you know, marriage is the firmest foundation for building a family. Christ is the center of a godly marriage. He is a priority in the lives of both the husband and the wife. A godly marriage doesn't happen haphazardly. You have to be intentional by putting in the right efforts having your attitudes constantly in check, in line with the Word of God, and always yielding to the voice of the Holy Spirit. It takes willingness and a desire to have a godly marriage. I'll be glad to share my experience with you in my nine journey. I am so happy and I believe that you will pick one or two things from this podcast. Number one, once you are married, you are not your own person. Even if you have been married for many years, you may still have to remind yourself of that. Your choices must always be considered with your spouse in mind. I see people make decisions that would affect the entire family without considering their spouses. This is not good in a marriage. Number two, marriage takes sacrifice. You must be willing to sacrifice. Sometimes it means shutting off the television to talk with your husband or your wife or dropping your phone to talk. Not spending unnecessarily so you can have money to invest in some meaningful projects that will build the family. Number three, trust God with your future. Sometimes the future is so unsure and scary. But if you and your spouse can trust God with your future, it will be one of the most important things you will do to have a godly marriage. My husband and I have gone through a lot of scary and trying times in our marriage, I tell you. But those moments has helped to grow our faith and dependency on God the most. This I can testify. Number four, have a strong network of Christian friends. Having a strong network of Christian friends is very precious. And please strive to do that. When things go wrong in your marriage, who do you turn to? You need a Christian friend who will point you towards God's wisdom. The company you keep will determine a lot about your morals. Do not be deceived. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good character. So the type of friends you choose will determine whether you have a godly marriage or not. Number five. Keep intimacy alive. Hey, 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 listen up. It is so important that you and your spouse 
have intimate time together on a regular basis whether you feel like it or not because God ordained it and that shows how important it is in marriage if you want to have a godly marriage then you must keep a healthy and an active sex life regardless of the business of the day do not starve your spouse it may lead to temptation of infidelity guard your marriage my dear number six the couple that prays together stays together nothing needs two souls together more intimately than praying together praying with your spouse will change the course of your marriage let your family altar be alive and burning praying as a family will help strengthen your bond it empowers unity intimacy and communication it helps you to be focused visionary and purposeful you generate greater strength and victory just as the bible says in deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 30 that one chase one thousand and two chase ten thousand together you can defeat the enemy apart the enemy can defeat you and that is not your portion in jesus name amen number seven in my nine years journey as a wife i have realized that in as much as i want my husband to love me to show me love to treat me with all sort of love and respect he also yearns for me to respect him and one of the easiest ways to get to the heart of your husband is through respect and submission and when you submit it doesn't make you less a human submission is not weakness and it is in no way makes you a doormat you are only obeying God's command and instructions an instruction in first Peter chapter 3 verse 1 and let me tell you that there's a reward for that each time you submit to your husband there is a reward for that number eight forgiveness is key in marriage Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 says that we should forgive each other just as God in Christ forgives us and failing to forgive or ask for forgiveness kills oneness and romance in marriage according to Ruth Bell Graham I quote a happy marriage is a union of two good forgivers end of quote why is this statement true because forgiveness means we give up the right to punish the other person and in marriage we will always step on each other's toes we should not have a bitterness and resentment towards our spouse because it doesn't create unity it breaks communication and destroys intimacy it also leads to lack of progress and growth in a marriage number nine one of the greatest threats in any marriage is losing a teachable heart proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 reminds us to keep our hearts with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life my dear pay attention to your heart 
God is less it becomes hardened or not teachable. A teachable heart is a spiritually, spiritually receptive heart. And I'll also add that marriage was designed by God to be purposeful. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 says that, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And Acts chapter 13 verse 36 says, For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep. I believe that God brought me and my husband together to fulfill a divine mandate. And according to A.W. Tozer, I quote, God is looking for people through whom he can do the impossible. End of quote. Someone may say, but we are not into ministry. Yes, I know. Ministry basically means service. And the service may be helping the widows around you, sweeping the church, visiting your neighbors, discipling young people, encouraging others, and giving a helping hand or even your resources to the less privileged. And lastly, if there is anyone you should motivate, I repeat, if there is anyone you should motivate, it should be your spouse. Be each other's cheerleader. Be a source of encouragement to your spouse. Support their passions and aspirations. I see where some visions and dreams are buried because of marriage. You come into a marriage with a lot that you want to achieve, but unfortunately, it's been buried because you are married. I would like to say that you should support your spouse up to grow and pursue their dreams in terms of career, advancing their education, or starting a business or ministry. Oh, we've come to the end of today's podcast. And I believe that you've picked one or one or two things from this podcast. And I believe that you have a very beautiful and sweet marriage. And please don't forget to stay close to Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. See you in the next episode. Bye.